podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Now, Peter, this is absolutely fascinating because you are reporting on these various issues. This is going to be huge, this notion of culture. And making the and, and the decision for brands to embed within the cultural milieu, if you will. Right. Uh, I, I, I see that. I just threw a little quasi French. It might have been awful. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it, it is your point's a very critical point, and it also segues nicely into another article that you talk about, where you talk about this notion of brands that are trying to message around empowerment. Right. And so, talk a little bit about this because this is huge, right? The notion that brands are now getting off of the sidelines. And getting into the fray in terms of taking stances on political issues and being a part. This is another way to be a part of the culture and support the things not only that people enjoy, but that they believe in. So talk yeah. a little bit about uh, your article in that space. I, uh, so it's a, that's been one of the things that I've tried to you know, get, a, get a better understanding on because it's, it's such an incredible shift that's happened in the past few years. Um, where, you know, as you said, people don't trust the media as much as they used to, and they feel like other institutions are failing them, and there's Edelman has consistently run this research about mm-hmm. how people more and more are looking to business to be forces for change in the world. Um, and a lot of businesses want to message around this, because if you can say we're, you know, not only selling you a product you like, but helping improve mm. a situation, whether it's sustainability, you know, gender equality, um, you know, that can be really appealing and you can hit it out of the park on that front. But the risks being there are just some issues that certain companies can't, uh, going back to the idea of authenticity, often authentically speak to. Um, and a lot of times when a company will message around something, it'll seem, you know, cynical, like they're just latching onto it. And if mm. you actually examine their business practices, <laughs> it doesn't line up. Right. The, the, one of the really interesting ones when you talk about, you know, maybe a brand doesn't belong in a certain conversation is, um, I know you, you shared the the Burger King uh, ad mm. that got banned in the UK. Yes, yes. Um, talk about that. I, by the way, Peter, I'm sorry to interrupt. I, you know, I, I didn't know that milkshaking was a whole thing. That's a thing. I had no. I had no tell, tell us a little bit about what about what happened in this instance. This is an article that you wrote uh, for Marketing Dive on and it got published on October second. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little a little bit about this story. It, it it has a fairly complicated backdrop. Um, so, the you know no no surprise that you know UK politics right now are really contentious. <laughs> yes. Um, with Brexit happening, uh, one of the parties that helped popularize the Brexit movement, UKIP, uh, one of their leaders, um, Nigel Farage, was doing sort of a tour of political speeches, and um, activists who are agitated with his position mm. and, and don't like him have. Uh, you know, him and other UKIP, UKIP members, they throw milkshakes on them, sort of like egging someone, um, you know, just... To, just I'm sorry, I'm sorry it. to interrupt you, Peter. The visual is... is there's, I, I gotta go check these. There's probably good oh, videos go out there. Yeah, Google there, it. Yeah, there's, there's pictures of him looking, you know, pretty upset. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, wow. the idea is, um, you know, so it's a... it's. It's a form of protest. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty aggressive form of protest. Mm-hmm. It's been very controversial. Um, and basically what happened was he was to appear in Scotland, and uh, McDonald's decided they were not going to sell ice cream products or milkshakes to avoid being associated oh, with... Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and Burger King 
uh, someone on their UK <laughs> social media branch or who runs their Twitter account mm-hmm. saw an opportunity there with a competitor not selling milkshakes to promote that Burger King still was. Uh-huh. But they also kind of slyly nodded um, to this whole milkshaking trend. You know, they didn't call it out directly, but mm-hmm. they said, you know, we'll be selling them all weekend. Uh-huh. And they had this kind of winking tone to it. Interesting. I'll just um, read that. I'll just interrupt you quickly, Peter, to read from your article, which reports on the tweet. The, the tweet yeah. literally said from Burger King's social media account, quote, dear people of Scotland, we're selling milkshakes all weekend. Have fun. Love yeah. BK. Right. Hashtag so, just so saying. saying, you know, saying, uh, saying, the, you know, yeah. saying it not directly, but basically, you know, everyone, given the what was happening, everyone knew what they were talking about. Yes. And so, you know, Burger King has really grown its brand reputation in recent years mm-hmm. for being disruptive. Yes. For not being afraid to piss people off. Mm-hmm. They have that. Um, home of the Whopper campaign a few years ago that activated people's Alexa devices without mm-hmm. their permission. <laughs> right, um, right, right, right. That, you know, that was, you know, that feels like an invasion of privacy to some people, but it got everyone talking about Burger King. Yep. You can understand why they would feel like this could replicate that. You know, this is a very tense political moment. Um, Farage, in particular, I know Brexit's not very popular in Scotland where he was visiting, so mm-hmm. they probably figured Scottish customers won't necessarily disagree with this. But because it is uh, what a UK ad watchdog le- deemed, you know, antisocial behavior, and you know, potentially could be labeled as a form of assault to peg someone with a milkshake, <laughs> um, they got in trouble for it. And mm. so it's one of these things where, you know, is it Burger King's place to? comment on a political matter like this, mm-hmm. um, but also, you know, this can go beyond consumer backlash. The equivalent would be like the FCC slapping someone with a fine mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the uh, government body stepped in and essentially said, you have to take this down. And if you do this again, oh. you know, you're going to get a, a stern talking to from us. So interesting. The, it, it, it's an interesting point because the the demand is that brands be brave, as mm-hmm, you said. Mm-hmm. They get into politics. They talk about these important issues, but how far can that go? Um, because yeah, it's a it's a company at the end of the day. It's a business. It needs to sell products. It's regulated, um, you know. And and this was, I think, a case where people and and certainly. Um, the Adversi- Advertising Standards Authority in the UK said this is this is too far, mm-hmm. um, and it's pretty. I think pretty rare for stuff like this to happen, and it's all over a tweet too. It right, wasn't a video ad. It was you know uh, essentially just a quick post, but. That's all it takes. Interesting. I love the, the social media tweet wars going on between Burger King uh, and especially Wendy's, who, right. who I'm a huge fan of. Whoever's part, of, whoever's whoever's doing social media on Wendy's is ought to be just like put them on stage and let them do improv comedy right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. They've definitely led the pack on that front. They've led the pack on that. So this is a part. This is a new part of the arsenal. We've got about a minute left, Peter. Give me quickly. Uh, what is your view in terms of the the biggest important key takeaways that you've been observing that are the critical trends, things we need to be aware of, educate my listeners, things that you have been researching and writing about and thinking about over the last 10 months in this space of marketing. Go. I know it's no pressure, but go. Yeah, yeah no pressure, right? <laughs> well, I feel like this kind of, um, you know, ties a, ties a bow on everything we've discussed. And it was maybe the most pertinent point I drew out of Adweek was you talk about these cool channels, uh, TikTok, esports, mm-hmm. or whether you're doing, you know, fun Twitter posts. Um, the a guy from Miller Coors brought this up, but he says, he said, you know, what what's your ROI on that? How do you how do you measure success mm, on that? Because mm-hmm. you can have the coolest, yes, buzziest marketing in the world, but 
what does it mean if you can't prove that Fair. it's delivering some return on you or driving product sales? Um, and uh, a relevant point to, to Burger King is uh, Mark Ritson writing in Marketing Week. Yes. Uh, he's a UK. He's, you know, he's also a little, he likes to be provocative. He's very provocative, yes. Yeah, he, he wrote a, a good article on Burger King versus McDonald's, and mm. I feel like the, um, the UK incident is one of the better encapsulations of this, um, is that, you know, McDonald's has become less, its marketing is less flashy than Burger King's is, mm-hmm. um, but their sales are generally better. <laughs> so, you know, Burger King and Fernando Machado and all their creatives yep. can get all the ad industry decorations in the world, but if same-store sales aren't going up every quarter uh, and they don't have a, you know, a big new product mm-hmm. or, you know, like the Popeye's chicken sandwich is a good example of something that got a ton of attention just because it was good yep. and people were talking about it. They really didn't advertise it. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the marketing's kind of for not. So. Yep. We appreciate that. Thanks very much, Peter. We appreciate your, your knowledge today. Uh, thanks for coming on the program. It's happy to be on. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.